1: Breaking down every game every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson.
3: A warm up from low. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Visa Family and Podcast a podcast powered by DraftKings, and vote yes on Prop 27. Prop 27 is working to get Californians online and able to bet online, much like over half the country is able to. I'm out here in lovely Las Vegas. You're able to bet online here. You're able to in cities like Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Portland, Oregon, Chicago, but you can't in the great state of California. They're stuck with the shady bookies, so... Vote yes on Pop 27. We're gonna turn that around and we're looking to turn around some great coverage for the World Series as joining me here in segment number one is gonna be Andrew Cayley. I'm gonna give you guys a brief recap of what we saw in game four of the world series, and then we're gonna be joined by Andrew Cayley, who does amazing work over there at covers taking a look at the great game of baseball. The list goes on and on. I'll get his thoughts on game five of the world series. Can we trust in Justin Verlander or not? How big was the rainout on Monday for the Philadelphia Phillies and just the outlook of the series? And then in segment number two, going to give you guys picks and analysis for Game Five of the World Series and a little something I like to call touch them all. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast? Got one or two? A C B O for those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore eighty one. Keep in mind letters M maybe does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline the other way. That is Vine An Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is. Very- very much. Appreciate them. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not get in any Twitter questions today, but we did have a fun day of baseball for game four of the World Series. So let's take a look at that. Just a little bit of a heads up doing this as the game is going along because of Greg Peterson experience. That is from midnight to three Eastern time. So currently doing this in the sixth inning, but I think we've got a good feeling as how this one turned out. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the Rowdy Recap. A five spot for the Houston Astros really put this one out of reach. Got to figure that the Phillies—they're not going to be able to come back and. If the Astros blow another 5-0 to zero lead in this series, boy, oh boy, that's not going to be terrific. And what was not terrific, Aaron Nola in the fifth inning. He leaves after four. He gave up three runs on seven hits, and then Jose Alvarado was trying to hold down the fort. He was not able to. There were multiple hit-by pitches in that inning, so far from terrific. And for Christian Aviar, as I'm doing this, five no-hit innings, nine strikeouts, so that preserves the Astros bullpen. Meanwhile, the Phillies already had to go to Alvarado for 22 pitches, Andrew Bellotti. It's currently pitching as I am doing this. And the Phillies have gotten absolutely nothing generated. Meanwhile, for the Houston Astros, they've gotten multiple hits out of Yoli Gurriel, who is looking very solid here in the postseason. So there is that. And like I said, total is a little bit up in the air, but looks like the Astros are going to be able to knot this thing up by a count of two to two. And, that is our lead into our guest and Andrew Kaley. He does amazing work over there at Covers. Taking a look at a wide variety of things. All season long, he's been doing an amazing job taking a look at baseball. But on top of that, he does a nice job taking a look at the great game of football. I know he's diving into a little bit in terms of things like basketball. He does a great job with golf as well. So he's a man that's got you covered with a little bit of everything. And to be able to follow Andrew on Twitter, that is at Covers underscore Kaylee my name is spelled C A L E Y
4: and Andrew. Always great to have you, aboard. Thank
3: you. Thanks for
4: having me. It's been a pretty wild World Series so far. So excited to talk about it. It
3: certainly has been. As
4: we do this, it is
3: currently two to one in favor of the Philadelphia Phillies. Game four is to be determined. You're going to know the results when you hear this. But that said, how surprised have you been by this World Series or just everything that's gone in in general? Because I do feel like for me. The biggest thing that has happened thus far is that Game 3 rainout that we saw pushed back to Tuesday because
4: I really felt like that gave the Philadelphia Phillies a massive advantage in this series. Huge edge. Well, it just it allows them to give an extra day of rest to their highest leverage pitchers. They are clearly... Not as deep in the rotation and the bullpen as the Astros are, so that that extra day of rest is huge. Aaron Nola gets to pitch Game Four as opposed to Game Five, and now being up two games to one heading into to Game Four, that's that's a big deal for the Phillies. The other thing I've noticed here is that we've had two rough starts so far from Astro stars, which we are not really accustomed to. Justin Verlander, that's his second kind of rough postseason. Start of this postseason, and he's that's kind of carried over the theme of him not pitching so well in the World Series. And then obviously on Tuesday night, we saw Lance McCullers, as he put it, get whooped, giving up five home runs there. I don't think he gave up five in the entire regular season in the eight starts he pitched when he returned. So that was kind of something else there. And I also thought it was interesting to note how long Dusty Baker stuck with both of those guys in those games. He's got such talent and depth in that bullpen. I was a little surprised to not see him yank those guys a little more quickly. So it'll be interesting to see how he manages those starters moving forward. It will be very fascinating to see how he manages that,
3: as it is going to be in Game 5, Justin Verlander, as Andrew Cayley is joining me on the podcast. And when it comes to... Joseph Verlander. It's been so interesting to take a look at him because he was so dominant during the regular season. A sub-2 ERA, but here in the playoffs, it has not been terrific. We all go back to that Game 1 of the World Series, but even in that start against the Mariners, he got lit up in that game, and though the stat line looked good against the New York Yankees, he gives up one run in six innings. You may recall he had men on second and third with like zero or one outs. He had to wiggle his way out of that one and was quite fortunate to do so, and I just don't feel like you could have a ton of faith in Justin Verlander now. That said, he's going to be going up against Noah Thoris Syndergaard, which, if it were Zach Wheeler, I think that would be a completely different story. But I do think that game five sets up to be very fascinating because, at the very worst, the Phillies are going to be tied up 2 to 2. And for Justin Verlander, this hasn't looked like himself here in the
4: postseason. I don't know if it's just he's not a young man anymore in terms of innings pitched. It's a long season for him. Maybe the length of the season's getting to him at this point. And obviously, there's some magic around this Phillies team right now. The way that that stadium rocks every time a home run is hit is pretty special. It'll be interesting to see how Verlander responds to that environment in Philadelphia. But you said it's hard to trust him right now after seeing the way he pitched in the ALDS. And now, again, in this matchup, he's giving up an almost 900 OPS in the postseason so far. But going against Noah Syndergaard, I think that a pretty good spot for uh, the Astros in this one. I'd expect some sort of Syndergaard, Kyle Gibson piggyback. In this situation, depending on how Wednesday night's game four goes, you could use Gibson in game four as well. But I could see some piggyback situation in game five as well. And I honestly think that would lean towards the Astros. And I think you might be getting a little bit of value there. Like As rough as Verlander has been, getting him as an underdog in this situation is a little tempting. But I think we've kind of hinted at this here. I think the play might be at seven and a half. That we're going to be looking at the over here. Syndergaard has has struggled when runners get on base, stealing bases. The Astros will be a menace if they get guys on base against him. And like we said, we've said multiple times, your Verlander has struggled this year. And this Phillies lineup is as hot as they come. Yep,
3: I agree with you. If we get the Astros as an underdog, no question, I'd be diving in on Justin Verlander just because. It's hard to have a lot of faith in Noah or Syndergaard because. You got to figure that it's going to be all hands on deck. You're probably going to be seeing a little bit of Nick Nelson who pitched in game three of the World Series. Um, Pretty much anyone that can deliver any sort of length whatsoever <laughs> is going to be coming out for the Philadelphia Phillies. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Andrew Cayley. And when it comes to what we're going to be perhaps seeing in game five of the World Series, what I think we're probably going to be seeing is quite a few runs as well, because we mentioned it with Justin Verlander struggles and for Philadelphia Going into game four of the World Series, this team has been as hot as lava at home. 17 home runs in their first six games, scoring four plus runs in every one of them. And if you've got North Thor Syndergaard on the mound, I think that the Astros should be able to get to him and vice versa. Just a verlander has been very hittable so if we see another total much like we saw in game four between seven and seven and a half i'd be one it over in that
4: spot i would as well if we're looking at seven and a half i really like the over in that spot as well i'm not a big believer in thor he just doesn't strike out a lot of guys anymore as well and this astros lineup despite getting shut out in game three very patient don't strike out a ton if he stays in the zone or near the zone against them, they're going to be able to take advantage of that situation. And prior to getting shut out in that game, they had scored five consecutive runs, five or more runs in four consecutive games. This is a very deep Astros lineup. They handle right-handers fairly well. I'm in total agreement with you there on the over. I I really like it in this situation.
3: And overall for the series, where are you looking at in terms of it? Because with East and Astros, I do feel like if they lose game four, even with having Justin Verlander in game five and from Revaldez most likely in game six. I really do think that they would be up against it. I do think that game four, absolutely massive. And the way that I was looking at things prior to the series was Astros in six. I'm right now leaning a little bit more towards Astros in seven, though I think that there's a good chance that the Phillies at this point pull it out. If I had to pick anything, I'd be going Astros in seven, not knowing the results of game four. Where do you stand on this? Because just the more
4: that I see this Phillies team, especially at home, the more I just continue to warm up on them. (laughs) <laughs> exactly like i said there's some magic around this team i think you're kind of right i don't see much value prior to game four there i thought there was some value in the astros to win the series at about plus 120 but since we don't know the result of this one i don't think there's much value in the series price at all the fillers will either be even bigger than the minus 140 they were or the astros all lose some of the value it, and you'd probably prefer to just bet the astros on a game-to-game basis if anything i'd, I'd look at the astros in seven for the most value. But like you said, if they do go down three to one in this series, this Philly team has shown a lot of heart and, this kind of feels like a Bryce Harper signature moment, and it might just be one of those special things. But if there is one thing that you can look at, maybe I'd take a look at Framer Valdez to win World Series MVP. If the Astros are able to take it the seven games, I just think he can put on together another strong performance. He is just kind of the stuff to kind of negate the pop in the Phillies lineup if he pitches well in game six pitches deep into it and the Astros somehow win. maybe he gets back and throws an inning in game seven or something like that too just to put a little feather in his cap sort of thing at 12 to one I think that's the best value out there if you think the Astros can turn it around otherwise you're looking at if the Phillies can pull this out Bryce Harper pretty much has that locked up and that's what odds makers think right now is oh he's the plus 150 favorite to win MVP. Yep,
3: I agree with you. I thought that the best value going into game four was whether you like the Phillies or you like the Astros, just bet it game to game right now. The series price to me just not yielding lots of fruits, but a man that yields lots of great information and lots of great value. That'd be you, Andrew, you do amazing work over there at Covers, and like I said, I know that you do a lot in terms of baseball, but on top of that, as we know the seasons are a shifting, I know you do a great job with golf, I know you do a great job on the football front as well, so Love the good people to know
4: they're able to follow you on social media and everything they you've got going on in general. You can follow me on Twitter at Covers underscore Kaylee. I'm posting college football picks all the time, and as well as a lot of NBA players' props, specifically a lot of focus on the Toronto Raptors. I am a bit of a fan of theirs, but I still try to be... A little unbiased in my finding the best value and picking some player props on them as well. Done pretty well coming out of the gate. So lots of picks there for free on Twitter if you follow me there. And Andrew always
3: gives out when it's Toronto Blue Jays season is bad flipping pick of the day. We are going to be seeing that once we get Blue Jays season back. So have no fear there. And Andrew is an absolutely terrific follow and a man that does a great job following all the Toronto sports teams if you're a fan of that market and Andrew has delivered every single time he's been on the podcast this season. So big thanks to him for joining me on the baseball betting show. Now part of the Beeson family podcast coming up next it is that time of podcast. I give you fix and analysis for game five of the world series and a little
1: something like golf. Touch them all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris that you won't want to miss. Breaking down every game every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson.
3: And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Easton Family and Podcast. Always a pleasure to have on our good friend, Andrew Cayley of Covers, because Andrew does amazing work taking a look at the great game of baseball does incredible work in terms of football and basketball as well, and for those looking for a little bit of golf in their lives, he does a great job of filling that void as well. So big thanks, to Andrew, for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast I give you picks and analysis for Game 5 of the World Series and a little something you like to call it, Touch Touch'em All.
5: If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch'em all.
3: Do note that, as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed, at Junior One. Obviously, it's very easy to go in Las Vegas rotation order because there's one game. And with the nature of these World Series games, I don't have any numbers available to me because they're probably not going to be up until like eight thirty, nine o'clock p.m. Pacific time, which by then I'll be doing the Greg Peterson experience. So if you're looking for a little bit of bonus coverage and a little bit of bonus analysis, v for that, you're going to be catching that from 9 p.m. Pacific to midnight 8. Pacific, if you're looking on the East Coast, midnight to three, so got you guys covered there once we do get the openers, but 965-966 on the betting board, it is the Phillies and the Astros, as it is going to be Justin Verlander, who's going to be going for the Stroves, and Noah Thor is going to be getting the start for the Phillies and I did make the Astros a sizable minus 166 favorite I'd be willing to lay a very very small number on the run line with a total of 7.7 7.5 or less looking at an over an eight or higher I am looking at an under for Justin Verlander no doubt about it it's been a rough postseason for him as he has allowed here in the postseason 12 runs over the course of 15 innings that said he, I do think, is going to be able to do a little bit of a better job in this spot. If you looked at him first time through the order against the Phillies, he was able to do a nice job of shutting them down. A Phillies team that may have scored at least four runs in all but one of their seven postseason games thus far this season, but for Verlander, sub-2 ERA during the regular season, and for Verlander, he's actually been a little bit better on the road than he has been at home thus far this season, as his home ERA is a little bit north of 2 buck 86 on the road, has been able to do a nice job of containing the deep ball as giving up a right around 0.6 to 0.7 home runs per nine innings. And then you do look at North Thor Syndergaard, and he's been able to do a solid job of keeping the ball in the yard as well. A little bit under a home run per nine innings, but the big trepidation that you do have with Thor is that he's got an ERA when he's away from the state of California. He began his season with the Angels north of a 4-5, so that creeps into your mind with the Phillies. They, without a question, have been able to hit better at home rather than on the road going into Game 4 of the World Series. They have cranked out 17 home runs in 6 games at home with Reese Hoskins. Really have head- That he has gotten four home runs over the course of his last four games. JT Rumito has been legitimately the hottest hitting catcher on the face of planet Earth. it's the beginning of the month of July. Bryce Harper, he has been just that guy here in the postseason. Six home runs, hitting above a three fifty, but on the fold does need to pick it up. Alec Bohm, Bryson Stott, Gene Segura, Brandon Marsh, all these guys throughout the postseason have been hitting at two twenty five or lower and for Houston. You've gotten an absolute nothing burger out of LLVCS. This guy has been terrible, but past that, the rest of the guys, towards the on the fold, like Yuli Gurriel, Chaz McCormick, they've been amazing, especially Yuli Gurriel. I mean, he had a little bit of a rough regular season, about a 240, a single-digit amount of homers. Here in the postseason, it has been a complete and utter transformation. He entered into yesterday hitting a 333 and that went up with what he was able to do yesterday. Jose Altuve hasn't even gotten going for this team. He's hitting below the Medoes line of 200. Here in the postseason, you've had Jeremy Pena crank out a trio of home runs. He's hitting nearly a 300 in the postseason. Alex Bregman providing a 350 on base. He has been solid and the bullpen of the Astros just has the Phillies completely outgunned and they are a little bit more rested because you're only able to get four innings out of Aaron Supernola. So, well, the Astros are going to have guys like Brian Abreu, Rafael Motero, a company available. The Phillies had to use up Jose Alvarado yesterday, and Alvarado got it around a little bit now. They haven't had to utilize Sir Anthony Dominguez too much in this series, but you got to figure that with Syndergaard going for a combined about five and a third innings across three appearances here in the postseason, that he's probably not going to be able to provide much more than the three or so innings that he did in his lone start in the postseason a bit earlier against the Atlanta Braves. So that puts the team a little bit behind the eight ball probably going to be looking to like Nick Nelson to be able to fill a few innings as he threw 30 pitches a few days ago as well so that puts the Phillies in a little bit of a less than ideal spot and I do think that that gives a big advantage to the Astros. A little bit of trepidation here with Justin Verlander but I do think that he's going to be able to perform better than he has thus far in the postseason even that just one run performance they had against the Yankees he had quite a bit of issues in that one as well but still has good swing and miss stuff. I think that he's going to be up for this game so set so the Astros minus one again. 66 and and 7.5 or less looking at the over, 8 or higher to the under. I'll have my DK Nation pick once we get openers, so that'll be posted up in the morning on my Twitter feed at GNRS41. And that Twitter handle, that's where you can ask a question, comment, segment idea, or anything else that you have for this podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, baseball betting show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher and tune in a big thanks. Once again, to our good friend, Andrew Kaylee of covers for joining me in the last segment. I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.